This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation. We are grateful to Sherry Savette of Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania for sponsoring this episode. In Proverbs, we learn that the soul of man is God's candle. This means that we're meant to shine brightly and shed our light, each of us, upon the world in front of us. And in partnership with God, we light the way. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. Did you know that the word for education in Hebrew is chinuch? So like all Hebrew words, they all have a root, or in Hebrew we call it a shorash, that gives you information about the essence of the concept or the thing that it represents. Like the word for word in Hebrew is dvar, which means not just word, but also thing. Hebrew is this language where if you understood the root of a word, if you even understood the spiritual meaning of every letter, you might actually be able to puzzle out the meaning of a word that you're not even familiar with. Because many words are not just random labels, but rather contain the essence of the very thing they name. Let me give you an example. So the word for compassion in Hebrew is rachamim, and that comes from rechem, which means a womb. And implicit in that notion is the idea that the womb is a place of compassion because it gives and nurtures without really knowing the recipient of it. It protects and it gives life and safety without getting much for itself. Well, it does get certain things for itself, like stretch marks and a popping out navel and pregnancy mask and a bladder the size of a pea, but it gives nevertheless. It invests with love with compassion for the potential that lies within it. And the word for dog in Hebrew is kalev, which means all heart, loyalty, love, man's best friend. That for sure is an apt name. But back to the word chinuch for education, because it's closely related to another word that you already know. And that word is chanukah. Because while chinuch is generally translated as education, what it really means at its essence is dedication. At Chanukah, we rededicate the holy temple after that brazen sacking. And when we have a housewarming party, we call it a Chanukah Habayit, a new home dedication. And so it is when we educate our children. We are meant to be dedicating them. We're dedicating them to and with Jewish values so that they might live a more meaningful, happier, and holier life. And that job is primarily for the parents, despite our prohibitive school fees and camp fees. And that translates into our primary role as parents as being the dedicators of Jewish values into our children. At Hanukkah, we light the menorah, or Hanukkiah, to remind ourselves and our neighbors that a great miracle happened, that the Jewish nation was facing the pressures of full assimilation to the prevailing Syrian Greek culture, and they sought not to destroy our bodies, but instead to eliminate our spirituality, to take the soul out of the equation, to celebrate art, science, 
dance, physicality, politics, and so many other things, but for their own sake, without tying those disciplines into the mandate to elevate them and have all manner of physical life be pointed towards the service of a higher ideal to heal the world. Now, take a look at your Hanukkah, your Hanukkah menorah. You're going to see eight spaces all in a row for your candles or for oil. But then you're going to see a ninth space, and it's slightly elevated and separate from the rest of them. That space holds what we call the shamash, or the helper candle. You know, it's not counted as one of the eight days of Hanukkah, that candle, because it's there to ignite the lights beneath it, to ensure that they stay lit, and if necessary, to reignite them should they sputter out too soon. So I like to think of the parent in a family as the shamash. They're not one of the, for the sake of this metaphor, eight kid candles. They're elevated and slightly separated. They ignite the flames of their children, then they move back to their place, on guard if they should be needed, but not hovering above them or holding their flames too close to them. You know, anyone who's used those little 99-cent boxes of Hanukkah candles knows this is what happens if you don't focus on lighting them properly. They burn unevenly. They tilt over. They tip over. Sometimes I've had the candles separate from the wick, and they melt like crazy. And that's why we end up with so many of them stored under the sink as emergency birthday candles. I can't be the only one. So you see, there's an art to carefully lighting them so that they can achieve their full potential. And the shamash must ignite the flames in an even and careful way. And so it is with our children. If a mother holds her flame too close or for too long to the candle slash child, then it doesn't learn to burn independently. Sometimes our kids feel singed by our overzealous light because within them, As within all of us, there's this desire to reach a place of independence in order to feel a sense of dignity and personal accomplishment. Therefore, like the shamash candle, the parent has to go back to their revered and elevated spot and not linger or cling excessively. And while this can be difficult to do, it's gift of resilience to our children to allow them to shine in their own special way. In Proverbs, we learn that the soul of man is God's candle. This means that we're meant to shine brightly and lead the way, shed our light, each of us, upon the world in front of us. And in partnership with God, we light the way. Hanukkah is upon us. And these are dark times in many places, both literally and figuratively. This week, can we consider the following things? In which areas do we hold our flame a little bit too close to our child, or even hold it there too long? Can we move back to our separate and elevated place of parent and shamash, and educator, dedicator, and trust that our child can burn independently? If we've dedicated them with the appropriate values, can we then give them a chance to practice them, to perhaps fail, and if necessary, reignite them when they need it? Can we ask ourselves 
What values do we wish to dedicate in our children and in our families? And so I wish you Hanukkah Sameach. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.